play well, but I know that we'll play hard. Calm down. I tell you, he is capturing the hearts and minds of Nebraska fans everywhere. His name is Ed Foley. He's all over Twitter. He has uh, just been conquering social media and conquering every town within the Nebraska borders. It's been quite a sight to see for the special teams coordinator slash assistant coach. It has. And, And that little drop to get things started, I mean, can't get enough of it. Just cannot, we cannot play it enough. We cannot go to it enough. We cannot set it up enough. We cannot play it enough. Okay. That's, I just want to let you know that I am all in on this drop. Okay. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. Okay. That was Ed Foley uh, back when he's the interim head coach at Temple when Jeff Collins left Temple to go to Georgia Tech. And he was there for the Independence Bowl or whatever bowl in Shreveport. He was there to help. Er, Early, never too early to start thinking about the drop off tournament. Never too early to start mm. thinking about that. And what do you think? What do you think is uh, more in the thoughts of people? Is it ever too early? Is the question what's more egregious? Thinking early about the drop-off tournament or thinking early about who's going to win the Heisman Trophy next year? Ooh, like those are the conversations. I'm going to go Heisman. I'm going to go. It's 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 way. Too, it's too early. It's too ridiculous to ever think about the Heisman. I mean, even a week right. before the Heisman, that's when you start thinking about the Heisman. But the drop off, the, the you need to the drop off the drops on this show. You need to be top of mind at all times on thinking about how they're going to factor into the drop off tournament. When is that? St- I mean, is that coming up? Relatively, yeah, a couple months. I mean, yeah. usually when the selection Sunday. I mean, March Madness drop like off tournament madness. Eight, eight weeks away here, basically, give or take. So yeah, I mean. Who knows? And it's a and it's a drop. That's well. How old is that? Ten years? What, Something that? like that. It, it's but that's fine. That's okay. We. I mean, that's okay. So you just know between now and Selection Sunday, a team a drop is gonna is gonna get hot. It is gonna it is gonna infiltrate its way into the show, and it's gonna play a major role in how the drop off tournament plays out. You just know it's gonna that happen. drop is only four or five years old. It's only okay. four or five years old. Oh, so, okay. it's, so it's it's in the prime. It's, it's in its prime. You know, it's not in its rookie I season. A, I think there's another question <laughs> that needs to be asked because so for those who aren't Nebraska fans, and again, the, the great thing about this podcast is. It's Nebraska centric, but yeah. we're very inclusive of those who aren't Nebraska fans. Like it's, it's a stereotypical. Hey, if you love Nebraska, uh, whether it's Runza or running the football, nice, you're going to like this podcast. But even if you're not, like we have fa- people who don't even follow Nebraska football that enjoy the podcast. So we do like to include you and let you know what's going on. So Ed Foley, special teams coordinator. He spent like a day or two or three or seven last week all over Nebraska and taking pictures of different high schools he was in. And I'm telling you, this goes back to our question last week about placating, pandering to (laughs) fans with Marcus Satterfield talking about, you know, how he wants to use a fullback huddle up everything that Nebraska has ever wanted in their program. And we said, well, maybe triple option, maybe walk on program is something he could have you know, checked a box on. 
And and so that was the verbal pandering. Ed Foley is very much doing the visual pandering. I'm not saying it's disingenuous. He's a very kind man, very right. kind-hearted man. They, it seems like they all are, right? Because they're wearing the Husker uh, logo on their, on their chest. Instant, instant great but, person, yes. That's right. But he's got pictures. I'm telling you, it's every town in Nebraska. Right, right. He's got a picture of at their high school. And I wonder if I could put this on the poll. Has Ed Foley in one month already been to more Nebraska towns than you ever have? <laughs> I think at, at this point, I mean, I'm looking at, I mean, he's got Cross County, home of the Cougars, because he tweeted a little four quad. He's got Central City High School. These are just pictures of the high school. Aurora and then Hastings, Hastings St. Cecilia. I'm not sure I've been to any of those. I mean, I've maybe been to Aurora at some point in my career, but at this point, Ed Foley's up 4-1 on me, 3-1 on me in, in some of these high schools he's been to, and I've been in Nebraska my whole life. It's just, it's it's remarkable what this guy, I mean, even it's, God, I missed a couple. I've got, I, I've got another quad here, another quad picture. Yeah. I think it's Grand Island Central Catholic. Central Catholic, right. Grand Island Northwest, that's Viking Field, if I can remember correctly. Donovan Trumbull, uh, that's uh, Donovan. Donovan Trumbull, uh, Donovan, not Donovan. Donovan, Donovan. Donovan. Ah! Rayola, Rayola. <laughs> Donovan McNabb. October fourth, September fourth. <laughs> Donovan Trumbull. Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb Trumbull. What is Donovan Trumbull? What is? I'm shame on Donovan you. Donovan Trumbull is uh, that's in Central Nebraska. Yeah. That's you know Hastings, Grand Island. That's. Right off the interstate, there was a dirt track in Donovan Look at you. that I would go to for uh, late model national races that I would have to cover. And I'd go in a, you know, in a dress shirt, ready to anchor the evening sports, but I had to go shoot a race there. Oh boy. And I would come back covered in dirt and soot. It was terrible. <laughs> Look at that city. Look at that city boy over there in his nice shirt. Get a little mud on that. Welcome to Donovan Trumple. We don't like nice shirts. We like dirt shirts. Now, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's not welcome to Donovan Trumbull. Donovan Trumbull is the hyphenated, consolidated school. <laughs> it's in Donovan, Nebraska. Donovan Trumbull, okay. Nebraska here. This is like asking, welcome to Sumner, Sumner Adifield Miller, whatever, whatever it was. S-E-M. No, okay, my bad. I'm, I'm blowing it here. Towns. Okay. I'm I'm alienating Donovan. Donovan, Nebraska, not a huge fan of Nick Baugh at this point, but you know, I'm just keeping it. I'm keeping it honest with you guys. But no, I mean, it's amazing what Ed Foley's doing. He is his his popularity skyrocketing at this point. I mean, even he's in downtown. Like, what do we think of his downtown Grand Island dinner? What are your have you are you looking at it right now? Or I'm looking at the photo of what he had for dinner in downtown Grand Island. What are your thoughts on it? All right, let's see. I'm gonna scroll down to. <laughs> that, oh my goodness he went to york chances are restaurant i went there a couple of times that's a huge restaurant that's good brunch there you that's go. a good sunday brunch Look uh at let's see downtown grand island dinner i want you to he's he tweeted a photo oh. out i mean it is just a man's meal <laughs> wow that's did he go to sin city is that what i don't know never that heard of that place um yes yeah, sin city oh, wow yeah look at that okay so <laughs> Uh, this deserves another poll question here, and I will attach the que the the um, picture to it. Is there too much cheese on Ed Foley's hot dog? I, that's a lot of cheese. 
Now, it's is cheese an appropriate condiment for a hot dog? Maybe that's the question. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm a little anti cheese on the hot dog, but that's it. Not only is that a lot of cheese, your boy's got what? He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight jalapenos. One nine. of the mugs is, is nine of them. Nine, one of the mugs is thick too. <laughs> ah! <laughs> but and then he's got some chips. So he's just got some chips. And he's got a hot dog that is just completely plastered in cheese and nine jalapenos, one of which is thick. I have another question I'd like to ask, but I don't want it to sound disrespectful. I work there. I love Central Nebraska. I oh spent boy. a very All right. time All of my right. life there. Okay. okay. What are there more of? Pictures from Ed Foley's trip to Central Nebraska or Division One players in Central uh, You Nebraska? know, all right. Just when everybody thought Matt Schick was the most likable guy in the world, he's never made anybody upset with anything. He is as popular as anybody. You just ruin it with one comment. I mean, we, we got to be making sure we're spending the right time in the right places here. I mean, I'm all about meeting people, you know, just in case there's that one. You know, you're right. No, you're right, though. I mean, you got it. Let's I mean, you got to use your time wisely. Where are the players at? Who was the kid at Grand Island? Man, what was his Kurt first man? Played in- Kurt man. Kurt man. Yeah. Kurt, Kurt man. man. Him like and West. For every, yeah. For every Kurt man at Grand in Grand Island, you know, uh, might be a bunch of, you know, maybe future scout team walk ons in Shelton. You know, I don't know uh, what, yeah, to, right, I don't know what to right, say. right, right, right. I hear you. I hear you. I'm gonna. Let, I'm, I want to state for the record that Matt Schick said that, not Nick Baugh. Okay, just want to remove myself from that conversation. All right, but man, he he done did his thing. I mean, what else, like where else does this guy go? Hey, look at. I mean, his Twitter right now. What is it? There's a bunch of popcorn in Grand yep. Island. What is this place? Big Red Treats. Oh boy, big red treats. I don't know, like popcorn. He's getting his jalapeno game right. His popcorn right. Uh, looks like there's like some sort of frozen yogurt type joint. I mean, this guy, he's getting his grub game right. Can you be a Husker coach on a on a Nebraska in-state recruiting trip and eat healthy? No, and, and you're not paying for any meals either. I mean, you walk in there. Who are you? I'm uh, Ed Foley. Ed Foley. I'm a motivational speaker and I'm uh, the special teams coordinator here. Right. For Nebraska. Oh, have a seat. What would you like? It's all on the house. I would like nine jalapenos, a gallon of cheese, and a hot dog, please. That's what he's asking for. But you're right. I mean, he... Wow. So, I mean, this dude... So, this dude... I mean, he had quite the... He had quite the night. Your boy boy crushed a hot dog, and then he had some popcorn and some frozen yogurt. I mean... I tell you, with those pictures, those other assistants are going to be clamoring to be placed on the in-state recruiting beat. Right. Marcus Satterfield, where would you like to uh, recruit? You know what? I was thinking just top of my head. I don't know. Uh, Donovan. <laughs> Please tell me Donovan's got a QB that I need to go look at. Please. We gotta. Go I want to show him. you this. Uh, want to show you this picture here, uh, Coach Rule. There's this really good uh, linebacker in Gibbon. <laughs> Mullen, Nebraska. I don't, they heard they got a good offensive tackle and an excellent T-bone steak. Thank you very much. <laughs> your boy's in the mood for a T-bone steak, so your boy going to Mullen. Okay, they got this uh, wide receiver. They call him T-bone. T-bone. And I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a T-bone. T-bone for T-bone. Okay. See what I'm saying? We, we had a great social media. So it's in that uh, vein that someone tweeted out pictures of Ed Foley's, you know, 
Twitter account of his ventures. Mm -hmm. And Dean is a great tweet. I love the smart tweets that take thought. He said, I don't know if we'll be in Burwell, but I do know I'll be in Hardington. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. (laughs) That's really good. Great. You could have used any two cities or areas, but right. it, the fact that it that's just that's that's just well executed on a variety. I don't of... know if I'll be in Burwell, but I do know I'll be in Hardington. That's great. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. Okay, can we land the plane to yeah. now go from kind of like we're 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 having fun with Ed Foley? How about the picture though that was really, really heartfelt? Oh, it was great. He was tweeted great. out on January twelfth. Great to spend time at the Fultz house to better understand his greatness and legacy. Hashtag GBR. And I can only assume that Sam Fultz's father that he is in the living room with. In his house. In his house. And there's a shrine to Sam Fultz in the house. Yes. It's incredible. That. You talk about some serious thought. And the... I just, I, you saw that. You're like, wow, is that cool? I mean, that's really, really cool for Ed Foley. Yeah. And someone tweeted, um, it was a fan or some media person or something said, I don't know if this team is going to do well. No, not like that. Uh, no, 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 not that. I don't know if they're going to do well. I don't know if they're going to recruit, if they're going to bring in great prospects. They're going to win championships, but they seem like really good guys. Yep. Agree. And that's, I mean, that, that's hard to be debated, at least from what you see the, on the periphery of these guys. That's, yes. a, that's a good, comforting thing to know that the guys that are leading your program are guys that you really are, are doing admirable things and seem to have hearts in a good place. Well, really, really stop and think about put yourself in Mr. Foltz's shoes for a second. You know, like really think you get a phone call. Hi, I'm Ed Foley. I'm the special teams coach. I'd I'd love to get a chance to sit down with you, talk to you about Sam, talk to you. You know, like think about how that made him feel. E, e, you know, picture aside, even if no one knows about it, whatever. Just just an unbelievable gesture. I'm just wow. I saw that, and it's like that is just ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Really well done. Yeah, really well done. We poke fun at Ed Foley for oh, his yeah. trips and all that stuff, but and and, that and that's jalapenos. well deserved. Yep. But uh, th- that was really well done by Ed Foley. And again, thoughtful people. Thoughtful yes. people who know about the fabric of the state. Totally. Um, and what ma- what makes Nebraska. And the fact that the coaches are getting up there going, you have this N on your shirt. You can go anywhere. I mean, you can do anything. Right. I mean, it really is. It's a press pass. It's a VIP pass. It you know probably can get you into the White House late at night. I mean, there are a lot of right. things that you could do. You can have a free buffet in Vegas. You could go. I mean, Nebraska fans are everywhere. That pass will get you into any school, anytime, anywhere, and uh, probably get you a lot of free meals. I mean, you're you're probably, hey, what's my per diem? Great. I'm keeping 100% of it because yes. I'm not spending a dollar on drinks or food on my trip. Oh, heck no. Absolutely not. God, that's good. Shouts out to Ed Foley. End of the, end really of the drop good, that Ed. I just, I, I love this drop. Can I get it one more time? Can yep. I get it one more time? I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy's we're gonna guy. Go, we're going to go in central Nebraska, eastern Nebraska, western Nebraska. We're going to compete for players, and we're going to see who can recruit harder longer. And we're going to find out about Duke, and we're going to find out about Temple, and we're going to find out about which one of those football clubs wants to hit each other harder longer. 
God, that's good. I mean, talk about a guy's guy. He's just a he's a he's a he's a man's man. I love it. I love it. It's great. What are you? Uh, yeah, he had some basketball. Yeah, I'm doing basketball, but you're do, you're doing college. I'm doing some high school. We're in uh, different parts of the country, except you're at home now. I yes, I'm home for one day. So your boy was in. I did Butler Nova on Friday in Indy. Did Seton Hall to Paul on Saturday. Flew home late Saturday night. Home for a day. Do some laundry. Back on the road. Creighton Butler Tuesday. Xavier to Paul Wednesday. Georgetown Xavier Saturday. I don't know if I'll, I'll broadcast well, but I know I'll broadcast hard. I hope that we play well, but I know that we'll play hard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> totally Sorry. Fine. I apologize, but yes. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm about you know my, two miles away from the uh, Naismith Memorial Hall oh, of Fame, where you've been before. I have. I have. I am Bill a Self member seduction. of the Hall of Fame as a guest. Of, I'm a member of the Hall of Fame as a guest for Bill Self when he was inducted. <laughs> does that does that work at all? No, that's right. You're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I'm in the Hall of Fame when I when I buy tickets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been in there. I'm, I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm, uh, Bill Self was in the whole thing. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Minor I details. I couldn't hear that last part. You kind of mumbled where, through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the place where uh, Michael Jordan scorched Byron Russell on his. Uh, yeah, how about that? Or Bri- Bri- Byron or Brian? Brian Russell. Bri- I think it's Brian, but it looks like Byron. Bri- Brian? October 4th, September 4th. I think it's Brian. Brian Russell. He crossed up Brian Russell. And, and he yeah. torched everybody. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's Byron. It's Byron. Yeah. I'm going with Brian. <laughs> Brian's the name. <laughs> I'm going with Jerk Store. Jerk Store is the line. Jerk Store. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. It's so good. All sorry. right. Sorry. It's, sorry it's, it's fantastic. It is, it is fantastic. Okay. So you got some high school balance, Sesto? I mean, it's it's amazing when you're out here and you're calling, you know, a half dozen, about seven or eight games from Saturday to Monday. And on Monday, it'll be on uh, they'll be on ESPNU. Um, but we're on ESPN Plus calling a bunch of these. And you get these talented players that you look at. You go, OK, NBA guy, NBA guy, NBA guy. And like, for instance, and you also realize how old you're getting when the best player that we've seen so far is the son of Carlos Boozer. Oh my God. Cam Cameron Boozer. He's the number one player in the sophomore class. Oh boy. He's like six, nine, two fifteen, two twenty, And he's, he moves like a gazelle. Oh, like man. the guy is just Paul Biancardi, who I'm working with this weekend. He goes, if they had an NBA draft tomorrow, he'd be the number one pick. Oh, Wow. Now maybe he's just talking about of all high school players, but he might not be. Yeah, who knows? Oh, this guy's. So you know, Cooper Flag is a number two sophomore. I just watched uh, DJ Wagner is the number one senior. He's going to Kentucky. Aaron Branshaw is a seven foot kid from Camden High who's hitting the three ball. John Calipari, they just upset top five Tennessee, and then four hours later, he's courtside. 20 yards away from me watching his recruits. Right. I'm sure he flew commercial. I don't know how he got that flight, you know, right. Just, uh, you know, just book that right away. But um, it's a, it's a really cool event with a lot of, and NIL has changed everything. I was talking to a, the parents of a couple of players and one of the parents is a former, um, 
Jason Richardson, okay. who uh, I have a took a picture with the guy. I'm like, I'm in the gym, the hotel gym. I'm riding the bike and in walks Jason Richardson. Oh, boy. And he, you know, won a slam dunk oh, yeah. title a couple times. And he's just yeah, he's and a he freakazoid. looks like he could pick his teeth with my leg. <laughs> like the guy is just mammoth. He and his, his lovely wife are there. We talked for about uh, 20 minutes just about basketball and stuff. And it's just. What you learn is that there's some players like them who are some parents like them who are doing it right, who are making sure their kids are learning the right things and playing team basketball. They go, you know, there are a lot of folks out there and parents who are like, they don't even want to take criticism right. of their kids, helpful criticism. Like, no, just, you know, be nice, be positive, And let's just let these kids do their thing. And, and it's, it's really a one-on-one -on -one game. And it's, I mean, because of NIL, because of brand, because of this, because of that. And once the NBA says, you know what? Let's go back and allow high school kids to get drafted. It's going to be a giant mess again. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just telling you it's going to be a mess. Yes, yeah, like it is going to a lot of a lot of hit and miss and more miss than hit. Right. And it's so interesting how people got to understand that that's an NBA rule. Like it's not a college rule. The whole being you know, eligible for for the draft. Right. But you do feel like at some point that might return. Now, to me, the interesting thing is like how the G League improves and evolves. How how uh, you know the the ignite league, like different. There's different other semi pro leagues that are trying to to pop up. You know that that could be an interesting landing spot for for some of the guys we're talking about that don't want to go to college. I don't know, but yeah, it is it is remarkable getting a chance to go to some of my brother. My brother's a head coach at Lincoln Southwest, and going and watching some of those games, like. The the athletic evolution with some of these kids, like when I was in high school, we had like a few players on our team that could actually dunk. And by dunk, nobody was really like freaking it, you know, like really getting up right. there. I mean, my brother's got my brother's entire five of his top seven guys cannot just dunk like I'm talking dunk in traffic. And it's just and he's just, you know, they're like, a you know, a, they're they're a hovering top 10 high school team. And it's just it's. It's wild. It it is wild to watch how like just the the explosiveness of some of these young dudes, man. It's crazy. Like there's this kid, Jared McCain. He's going to Duke. He's a top fifteen player in the senior class. You know, he's a couple inches taller than me. But the guy's just he. I don't even know why I'm comparing. Like he's just as tall as me. He's I don't me. know why he's better. I look at him better. and I see myself. But yet he went to Duke and I went to Colorado, not playing <laughs> basketball. What happened? I, paid, I have paid my own tuition, <laughs> and for some reason, this guy's getting a full ride. How did this happen? Not fair. But he he's hitting threes. He's hitting six, seven threes. He's, I mean, just the and the microscope these guys are under. For instance, on Monday, on ESPNU, Bronny James is going to be calling his game, and that thing has been sold out for more than a week. That session. Yeah. He's got bodyguards that are with him oh that make gosh. sure no one touches or gets close to Bronny. Right. And of course, if I'm LeBron, I'm like, I can't be with him. And he's the most famous, you know, yeah. son of basket. an athlete yeah. in the history of the world. Right. Outside of maybe Tiger Woods's kid that, yeah, I want to make sure that he's OK since I can't be there. So I don't fault that. It's just odd to see where you just can't get close to these guys. These guys are superstars at this age. Um I'm sharing my screen here. This was uh, Mikey Williams, who's an internet sensation. You can see it. You can paint the picture here. But he throws this up to a J.J. Taylor who's headed to Memphis. Um, and this is an alley-oop here from about half court. Here. 
Oh, J.J. Taylor on the alley-oop reverse two-handed jam. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just... Watch the eye contact, the communication, oh the finish and flood. Yeah, that I mean, is... It's just insane. Yeah. No, it's it's wild. It is it it is wild to to see some especially these top dudes, you know? I mean, so are a lot of these are these high schools or these prep schools cuz I'm it's it's both, but it's mostly prep. Like there are some high school players like teams yes. Centennial High out of Corona yep. where McCain plays. So it's not a prep school. Like Bishop Gorman is, you know, out of Nevada, they're here. It's a private school, but it's it feels like a normal school type of thing when you're there. Um, but yeah, there are the, the Montverde is here. Montverde has, I mean, on the bench is a starting five in college. Yeah. Well, listen, that was where Ryan, the Creighton's point guard, Ryan Nemhard, Mount Montverde played with Cade Cunningham and all those guys. Like, yeah, you know, like, and he's, he was, he was like a role player for them. And he is the starting point guard for Creighton. You know, like, yeah, like some of these, some of these teams are just, Stupid loaded. Like KJ Evans is headed to Oregon to play for Altman. Uh, Oregon is in on Bronny. Um, yeah, I saw that. They, so, Coach Altman. Like he's going to, if he goes to school, he's going to stay out West. And I said to myself, I was talking to Paul Biancardi about it. And I said, is there any more, is there any antithesis, a more antithesis coach from Bronny James celebrity to Dana Altman Bendo's knees? Bendo's knees. Hey, King James. I'd never. <laughs> Looked down my nose at the decision and certainly understood what the boys and girls club to benefit from that. And wish we had boosters like you, <laughs> Bronny James, and bending those knees. And <laughs> oh, I don't know, LeBron. Oh, I don't know, King. I don't know, King James. I mean, yeah, I I want to see it. I want to see. I want to see. LeBron James with Dane Altman. I just I want to see it. Can is that too much to ask? I want to see it. Now, LeBron, this is this isn't how we did things in Wilbur. <laughs> I know you're just a kid from Akron. I'm a kid from Wilbur. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, it's so good. Oh gosh, good. I know. I know. I want to see it. Can I, I just please please make it happen? Bronny, Oregon. I love it. I want to see it. Or are you going to go to Ori? Are you, are you in the Oregon Ducks? I ain't she in there. <laughs> are you in the locker room? I didn't see you in there. <laughs> <laughs> Quick time out here from the Chicken Nick podcast to tell you about Go Currency. Does your business need easy, competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. All you got to do, just fill out an application and the currency finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA Currency, pursuant to CFL license. Anything uh, Anything else going on? No. Uh, not really. I mean, it's just the, the 
We're, the portal closes on Mon tomorrow. When does the portal close? The portal closed. When does the portal close? When does that transfer portal close up? Uh, yeah, it's this. Uh, it's this week, isn't it? Yeah, it's a forty-five day window that opened in December. It's going to be closing up here. What's it going to take for you to close the portal? We close it next week. <laughs> Last question, what's it going to take to get Nebraska and Texas to meet on the diamond again? Uh, we play them next year. Oh, that's right. You play next year. What a stupid question. Oh, <laughs> and then I'll get you. I got to be able to see with these guys. Uh, well, it is. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? We're talking about the portal. I'm just saying the portals, oh, yeah. yada yada yada. The portals closing, Augie Garrido, whatever. You know, I mean, I don't know. One of the, one of the big things about the portal too is, uh, you know, it's awesome for fans to be able to go, oh, this is a quick fix. But what a challenging thing for coaches to be like, okay, he's in the portal, but why? Yeah, right. He's transferring. Why? Right. Is it because he wasn't good enough? So then, why do I want him? Was he good enough? Then he was. He's talented. So was he a problem? Like it's like when when someone's selling their car, I'm listing it on eBay or Craigslist. Your biggest goal is to find out why are they selling that car. for sure. They're selling it for a reason. If it's a great car, did they get a better car, or is there something going on that you need to go get it inspected? And so there, there's a lot there where what a mixed bag. It's like do you when you're adopting a dog. Do you want the five-year-old dog and you don't know its history? Or do you want to adopt the puppy? It might be a little bit more work, but at least you know you're at the starting point with it. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I, you know, Because it's hard for every Trey Palmer, you know, highly heralded recruit that didn't play a ton at LSU. Now you, it takes two seconds of, of understanding, like, okay, he was behind pros. There's a coaching change. That makes sense. And he's following his receiver's coach. But then, you know... Dudes like Stephon Wynn from Bama, um, Devin Drew from Texas Tech. Two guys, you're like, oh boy, look at coming from, we got a D-lineman from Bama, D-lineman from Texas Tech. Well, there's a reason they weren't getting on the field where they were at, and they came here to Nebraska and and weren't necessarily impact guys, you know? I think, I mean, of course, I made a song about him, O'Shawn Mathis. I mean, I figured O'Shawn Mathis would would really make some noise and my song and on the on the football field and all those kinds of things, but so Huskers, yeah. Huskers, yeah. defense got a good pass rush. So rush it, rush it, rush it, rush it, rush that quarterback. Mathis got sacks. I guess that's one thing we did talk about. Is I wonder how Olshan felt about watching TCU. He leaves TCU, goes to Nebraska. Mathis does not get sacks, and TCU goes to the national championship game. Whoops, my bad. Guess I should have stayed there a little bit. <laughs> oh, my bad. September 4th. I think I gave you too so much I'm time. Not you know, like Walter Rouse, who decides to go to Nebraska and then, oh, I'm going to Oklahoma. Okay. He was offered a deal. NIL. Right. Something right. happened. Right. Right. I mean, it's pretty clear what would happen there. So, yeah, I mean, how do you... Uh, how do you find out who's worth the money? Your NIL collectives working hand in hand, but not really with the Nebraska administration, Nebraska coaching staff. And 
you know, how do you how, how do you get all these players together to work for the common goal of not your brand, but the Nebraska brand? Really um, hard. And all these college, all these colleges. Like, are we pulling in the same direction? Or are you pulling for your brand and your brand and your brand so that everything can work for your pocketbook? It's a there's so much being placed on young athletes at a very and the voices that are in their ear that can profit on the decision that they make. Where it's like, look, I don't want to prevent a kid from being able to transfer whenever they want, but sometimes young people need to be prevented from making bad decisions right? because they don't know any better. We're seeing that in a lot of walks of life right now, but in college and in, in you know, transfers, it's like allow kids to do what they want and watch what happens. Right. You know, watch what happens 20 years from now when they look back and go, Ooh, why didn't you prevent me from doing that? Because you wanted to do it. And I wasn't allowed to tell you no. Oh yeah. I mean, think about really think about when you were 18, 19, 20 years old. I mean, shoot. If someone would, have, I mean, the kind of money these guys are getting, it's just, it's wild. You know, I'm, it's great, I suppose. You know, the devil's in the details and all that. But yeah, it makes it, it, it makes for it. I know we keep on saying this, but I still feel like we're in the infancy stages of being to really understand how, how, what guardrails to put on this thing, the impact on, on kids, schools, coaches, recruiting, all that stuff. Like it's, it's still, we, we still don't eat, we're, we're just scratching the surface. And I think last week, too, showed the importance of the cliche stars matter and recruiting matters, because going in, we talked about how the the four year class average leading up to a national championship, you have to be in the top 10. That's a qualifier in order to win a national title, which is why I thought that that Georgia Ohio State game, regardless of who won, was going to be the national champion. And but I didn't think it would be necessarily a you know 40 point game, right. but. What was more likely, Georgia blowing out TCU or TCU winning in any way, shape, or form? And it was pretty clear they had an advantage in every single position. And so I think, you know, the expanded playoff is going to give the the illusion of greatness where you get in. But there, even right now, when you get in as the four seed or three seed, whatever, there's a big difference between getting in and winning it. Imagine what that's going to be when you're the 10, 11, or 12 seed. The difference between getting in and winning the entire thing. And I, and I hope programs like Nebraska are okay with getting in and that being pretty much the pinnacle of what you can accomplish because it's hard to imagine Nebraska being able to put together, you know, top 10 classes year over year over year. Well, I th- and I also think that there's a, you talk about there's a difference between getting in and winning it. There's also a difference between winning a game and winning, having to win three games like TCU, they, they, they could put it together for, one game and like they did against Michigan I know they didn't have the qualifier of the top 10 classes but I think you get my point it's like in in March yeah you you can you know there there's various mid-majors in these schools they they can win two games they can win three games but it's hard to win four games five games six games and and win it all so but I still think that's that's enough. I'm still very excited about the the 12 team playoff. I'm I'm yeah. all in on it. I think it's going to be a far better. I'm not going to lie. Like this was the least excited I've been for a national title game. I watched it out of like, well, I guess I'll turn it on, and then it was over immediately, and I turned it off. I mean, I think there's a reason that it was the lowest rated national title game since what 99. I think is what the the stat I I saw. Like, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting where uh, it does feel like the playoff needs like a little, and I'm hoping the 12-team playoff can can be it, but needs a little jolt to it. 
And I think the thing that gives it a jolt and will give it a jolt is home playoff yes. games. Right. It's like home super regionals, home regionals. Think about what that did at places like Nebraska. Oh, my goodness. Look at this excitement. Let's pour more money into this thing. Let's build a new stadium. Let's do all these things. And, I mean, the excitement that these programs are going to sense from on-campus playoff games and then you win those playoff games. Like Jacksonville Jaguars, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Right. But that home playoff game, that's pretty dang sweet. And I think that's going to get people more on the same page of like, ooh, we want what they have. What's it going to take to do that and win that game? And get you know have a home playoff game. Let's go. Whatever, whatever. I'll have what she's having. Yes, Let's totally agree. No, the home, the home playoff, the home game thing is the the thing that I'm most excited about with with the expanded playoff. I mean, really envision sitting yourself down and when watching, uh, you know, Auburn having to play at Penn State or something like that. You know, just some just some sort of like a, a, a southern When's, school. What's it going to take to have <laughs> Auburn go to Penn State again? Uh, we did it two years ago. <laughs> My bad. Damn it! Wrong school. Last question. What's it going to take to get Nebraska and Texas to meet <laughs> on the diamond again? Uh, we play them next year. Yep. Come no, on! No doubt about it. Oh, I'm Come with on. you. Uh, you want to get to the... Uh, the oh, did you hear... L- last night I'm watching the game and I'm like... You know, I know it's not the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life, but it's still an incredible comeback in the NFL. Like, yes. Al Michaels and Tony Dungy looked like they were, and I, you know, respect to them both, looked like they were dug up from the grave and asked to broadcast the game. Like, here's the game winner. Likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. And that's your game-winning call for Jacksonville's huge comeback win over the Chargers. What was going on? Like I, because I I was traveling, so I didn't get to watch a lot. But I watched the final you know, five, six minutes of the game or whatever. And I'm just like, I even thought beyond just that call in general, the, the energy level from those two guys was really low, but yeah, that's as, that is as uh unenthusiastic of a final call for an amazing comeback in the NFL playoffs that you'll ever hear. That was Wow. And here's Michael Jordan. He's at the foul line, hits the shot, and our Chicago Bulls have won the game. <laughs> Feel bad for Craig Elo in this moment. Nope. No whistle on the call. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> and that ball is slugged deep to left field, and the Giants have won the pennant. The Giants have won the pennant. Back after this. Well, it comes down to this. Scott Frost in the pocket. Going to throw it over the middle. Looks like it's gotten kicked up in the air, and Matt Davison has caught it. And Nebraska has now got an extra point opportunity to tie this game at Missouri. We'll see if they can make the extra point. Joe Carter is at the plate. That ball's hit deep to left. Oh, wow. That's gone. Congrats to the Jays. <laughs> but there's a penalty marker. Offside. Defense number 26. 
and they call it on the defense. Good job. Nice job, Al Michaels. You know, Al Michaels has said, he was in a recent interview talking about the Amazon package on Thursday nights with Kirk, which I didn't think was, I thought they actually did a really good job with the broadcast. Yeah, some of the games are bad, but, you know, that's going to be what happens when you give players three, four days rest. But he was like, it was like selling a used Mazda trying to broadcast those games. Like, ooh. Maybe you're the Mazda. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's the thing is like you're 80 years old. Like he's a legend, but at some point, right. Old people need to retire. Right. And and you just, yeah, if you, if you lose your, it's one of the things that I respect so much about Tim Brando is here's mm-hmm. a guy that's been everywhere called uh, about everything. And that guy's enthusiasm for every game he calls. I don't care if it is Ro- roast beef state at Xavier. Like he is, he is, pumped for it and th- so that's the thing it's just you know there's a lot of guys that would kill to get a tv game period let alone an nfl playoff game and right i you know it's hard i i was i hate you know criticizing broadcasters in any way shape or no form, I but I, but it, i i'm with i thought and listen we're not alone i mean twitter was was crushing al michaels and, and tony dungy but man that was a. Uh, very that final call was as big of a dud as you could imagine what was more emphatic that or matt coatney calling just a half court heave that had no determination impact on the final margin but it was an incredible play in women's basketball see if you can notice the difference between al michaels his enthusiasm and our buddy matt coatney way in the back get it moriarty gets it two seconds one second Throws a flip up. Oh! It goes in. It goes in. You betcha. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's the miracle shot of all time. <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, I'm going to go, Cotney, just slightly, slightly more excited. Just slightly. Nothing goes better with a dramatic play than Cotney. Nothing goes better with Husker Sports than Fairberry. <laughs> I would like to, you know, I think you and Cotney would have been a great duo. Oh gosh, let's see what that would have, oh, uh, no. what that would have sounded like. Hey, in the back, we'll get it. Moriarty yep, gets it. Two seconds, one second, throws a flip up. Oh! Oh! in. You betcha. I thought that sounded good. No, I thought that was good. You know, I mean, you dream about what a combination would sound like broadcast-wise. That sounded pretty good to me. Pretty crunk. A little more crunk than than Al and Tony. Just a touch. Just uh, a let's chance. get to the polls here before yeah. we get out of here. Uh, oh, here God. we go. <laughs> when a basketball player hits a bank shot, is a broadcaster required to say the bank is open? 70% said yes. I mean, I, I am on a crusade to change that. I think that was a, a well-done poll and, and good results. Uh, is ketchup number one in Kempom? <laughs> 59% said yes. It is in my, based on what I'm looking at. Is taking my talents too all LeBron's fault? 90% said yes. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's getting pretty darn close to a hundo. <laughs> so you, so we got a couple of Trev Alberts ones here. Uh, read what you got. Yeah. Uh, should Trev Alberts give the PBA, the PBA concession workers black shirts? <laughs> <laughs> because he tweeted out. Yes. <laughs> he tweeted out, great job, PBA, right? Yes. 72% said yes. 
<laughs> also, should Trev Alberts tell the PBA concession workers how proud he is of them? 90% said yes. First of all, I want to tell you guys how proud I am of you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for how hard you've worked. You've gone through a lot and all this adversity. And I can't begin to tell you how proud I am of you. <laughs> I mean, Pinnacle Bank Arena concessions was uh, getting raked over the coals for long waits. Yes. For, for serving folks a few weeks back. And Trev stepped in and said, I'm not proud of you. And then they did a good job, and he is proud of it. Yes. Also, here's another one. Do do you need more diehard Husker fans shouting from the back of the press conference room in your life? 80% <laughs> said yes. That was so ridiculous last week. We'll have to do some of that with Matt Rule coming up in the spring. You had a good one here. Should the Katsopoulos rule be in effect for the second half of Georgia TCU? Which I know my daughter as a uh, as a Full House fan would appreciate. Uh, 94% said yes. Wow. I mean, this is... There's a couple of these polls that are as close to 100% as as we've we've gotten close to. This is amazing. But we did ask, didn't we have a 100% poll in there asking if we will ever get to 100%? We did that again. I think we're doing that every week. Yeah, we, did we did we get that? Did we No, yeah, 58% said no. You know, it's I voted yes, just so you know. I voted yes. Um <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Is Matt Rule hiring coaches from Texas so he can be in good standing at Texas Roadhouse? Great question. 89% said yes. <laughs> Was Marcus Satterfield pandering to Husker fans? 86% said yes. <laughs> and we're fine with it. Right? We're totally yeah, fine. Yeah, that's it. fine. That is totally fine with me. Did you enjoy the flashback of politicians mispronouncing athletes' names? 94% said yes. That was a great segment. That was. I had a great time doing that. (laughs) That was so good. Oh, that's great. Even Listen, we we asked the people, is Aaron Schumacher rated top 10 in Ken Palm? 77% said yes. How about that? We're we're trying to get Aaron back on board for another year of advertising uh, here on the show, but she's been great. Uh, She's She's been awesome. Doing some good things. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring uh, the polls there at Nebraska Realty. Hopefully, uh, Aaron will come back on board for it. was for the rest of the last year. So hopefully. And by the way, we have gotten, and I'm not going to say the company that has reached out oh, to yeah. us, but it was when I told you the company that reached out to us. What was your reaction? Uh, I for, wow, ear to ear smile, like I don't even know, just good feelings from my head to my toe. That was my reaction to it. So, I would just say. Email us, laughatchickennick.com, if you are interested as we're trying to gear up for the 2023 season uh, calendar and, and fill up uh, with, with advertisers. And again, live reads, drops, whatever you want. We cater to the audience, uh, just like we do with the Beanery every week. So yeah. this is a, it, it's a fun thing. And the company that reached out to us, we hope we can put something together because I think it will be uh, music to the ears of many, many uh, folks out there uh, have a great have a great week we're done that's it i think that's it i think that's it tyler how about those jays and that went over providence i'm not happy about that chicken nick yeah chicken nick yeah chicken nick show yeah here we go Shit. yeah 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 Yes. One of the mugs is thick, too. <laughs> <laughs>
<lacht> A Huda Media Production.